0: there i'm subha a career growth coach and this is season five of small talk with raincraft with
1: i'm hasita i'm a marketing consultant at motley crew and i'm so excited are we at season
0: five already can you believe it please do look us up and catch earlier episodes too let's get on with this one so what are you working on lately hasita
1: what am I not working on, Subha? So but yeah, just now, I think I had a very interesting call with an ML client that we, we're working with. We've been with them for quite some time. And this has been an interesting year for, for their industry. Suddenly, ChatGPT came on board, captured everyone's imagination. And I think everyone is feeling the pressure of having to invent something and not always knowing what is the right thing to invent. And that problem is playing out in some very interesting ways, I must say. Because uh, we have now decided, or rather somebody has decided at some point in the system, that there exists a need for a proof of concept. And the funny thing is, we don't know what proof of what concept, right? <laughs> the finance team is already making projections and forecasts. The sales team is already selling something, I'm presuming, because the marketing team is being
0: asked to sell a product that doesn't exist. Wow. And it's... a. Uh funny that you brought up the context of an AI ML client, because I just finished a call with another prospective client, again, in in a high tech space. And the story I heard is very similar that I need to create new stuff. And I've got my teams working in silos. Oh, that's interesting
1: that the word silos got used because here we are a very geographically diverse team. In India itself, we are spread across three locations. And Every time I feel like we've made some progress, and then a week later we hear feedback too high level, it's not working for us. And the problem is, in the one week since we've last spoken, a lot has changed, which we have no visibility into.
0: I think this problem is very real across organizations, and more and more I have leaders, founders reaching out saying, How do I break these silos? I've got I've hired the best, I've got really good folks uh, leading various teams, but they all are on this journey of their own on on a trip of their own. It's not a question of lack of intent or uh, lack of putting in the effort. but one whose onus is it to bring it all together? In fact, I would like to bring it back to a slightly more complex question which
1: is how do you spot the silo mm. right to break it, I need to know this is what it looks like. Right. So typically in your experience, what does a silo even look like in an organization?
0: Like your case of POC is a perfect example to use because here somebody heard the client say, so you have an idea. Can we see what it looks like? And I'm sure that was how simply they put it. (laughs) Somebody in the room jumped and said, I will show you a POC. (laughs) We'll show you a proof of concept, (laughs) which is something in his or her mind. Client is still saying, show me something. Yeah.
1: yeah. And
0: they've come back and they've used this big word now. They've thrown it in the meeting saying we need to have a POC in three days. Mm -hmm. Now, why did the three days come? Because this person wants to close the deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Case of conflicting priorities, right? Like deal closure, which is a big key metric for the sales team versus the product team is now sitting and saying, I don't even have a vision in my head for what I'm building. Like a POC for what? right i don't know enough i don't know what will please this client of yours yeah and honestly what have you pitched to the client in the first <laughs> place
0: what unicorn dream have you promised
1: so that the
0: person who who shouted out i'll give you a poc if they could just take a minute to say what do i want to show the client what are they looking for at this stage the poc is just a name but maybe they just want to know or get comfort in the fact that we know what we're doing yeah, or we've done something like this before or we can come up with something new and different because they know that we do great stuff. I'm just taking an agency example. like We do great stuff when it comes to social but can these guys also write well? Yeah, yeah. So they want to see some variety of the work that you can do but somebody has now shouted POC and it's quite akin to digging your own grave because the
1: idea behind a POC is very different from a pitch deck <laughs>
0: because when you've said something like that you've essentially <laughs> indeed, i'm giving you a close to finish product in three days
1: yeah. yeah
0: and so when they come back they meet with all sorts of resistance and the leader or the founder is hearing each silo shout out why it can't be done or what they need for it to get done like i need three more people i need x dollars and they're now they come and they say hey I've got too many silos. And
1: interestingly, there in itself, you begin asking the wrong question, right? The immediate response to that in most boardrooms, I'm sure, including the ones that we've been part of. And if I ran it, I'm sure it would be the same thing as well. We start asking, okay, what do you need to make this happen in three days?
0: Yeah, yeah. Which
1: is probably the wrong question.
0: Because nobody has said, hey, what do we want to do for this client at this stage? right? What all can that look like? Right. I think that's the important question that it it can look like many things. Hmm. So there are some which are readily available, some which we can take three days and make and some which are, we need to buy more time. And some which, and correct me if I'm wrong, where the cost
1: of losing that one lead is probably worth the gain you have in terms of the clarity of asking that question. Right? Sure, this client, you set a POC, you show them a two-minute video, it may not work. But at least you know yeah. what you can and cannot deliver. And, yeah. Just the value of having had that conversation and realize it's not working.
0: No, in my banking days and since I was in operations, this whole silo bit really used to play out so much. And as ops folks, our only dream and desire was that the sales guy didn't promise something that doesn't exist today that we can't deliver. And that very standard joke of promising an ATM and then putting a guy behind it <laughs> to spend cash. The number of manual processes and roundup, the number of manual processes we've set up just because somebody in their silo thought it's a good idea to say yes to something or to promise something, to not even say, let me check and come back. So my key takeaway from this segment
1: is that if we knew each other in a past life, we would have hated each other. <laughs> I get that. But really as an organization, I think the larger you become and everybody wants, that's the whole point, right? You want to grow. If you're attuned to that, see sales is always going to promise the moon and stars. Finance is always going to count the pennies. Ops is always going to have to worry about delivery. How do you begin to develop a common vision around what can be done and preferably do it as quickly as possible?
0: I think some organizations try to do that by creating those roles that there's that one person who's that project manager aggregator who's bringing people into the room trying to manage uh, them and then there are um others who say okay if we put these people in a room they'll find the best way yeah, yeah. right and that's what i think most organizations tend to do that uh, okay let's have this kind of cross-functional meeting and where each one is still looking out for their own agenda but somebody has to take ownership, take accountability and say, listen, maybe it's most in most cases, the person who has promised something to the <laughs> client, uh, it is on you, uh, because you also have to face the client three days later uh, to say, hey, this is a big picture, the, fl- the client just wants comfort. That we're good at this, mm-hmm. or the client has seen something already which is really good, and hence we do actually need to give a <laughs> yeah. because we are competing with X, Y, Z. They have a product ready, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to make inroads yeah. here, yeah. and so I do need to showcase that not just that we you know have capabilities and can uh, rise to the challenge, but actually have something. Which in a high tech
1: context, I think it's not optional, right? Yeah. Like The pace at which things are happening today, you better. Figure it out as quickly okay. as possible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting to just be able to ask that question. I think in most contexts, probably that hurry doesn't exist. Mm. It's the hurry is a manufactured construct of the system.
0: We can think about what creates these silos. Mm. One is the general nature of the organization. Like what you said, hurry. It's interesting where if you're always in a state of rush, mm. then people have always. Or they feel the pressure to promise something Uh to say three days instead of can we have five and then come back and try and reverse engineer the whole thing. And the silos get stronger because everyone's getting defensive. Yeah. Or
1: honestly, if hurry is what you want, then you communicate that. It's okay to be in that space, in that market, in that industry at that point in time. But just accept that it comes at the cost of something else.
0: Yeah. Silos are very real and uh, they they can really take away from a lot of good work that can happen. And it's
1: quite an interesting complexity because in in the client use case that I'm working with, the head of marketing is actually a very restrained individual. And I respect that a lot because in that ecosystem to say no, I need time to think is (laughs) quite, I can only imagine how much anxiety that must be causing him. But also that person exists who's going against the grain and saying at this point literally what we are selling is a canva creative guys please chill right
0: yeah no i think there's another firm that i work with and have worked with in the past and if you look at okay what's the bigger picture you're really trying to as a group create really strong learning and development programs training interventions and reach a space with the client where if they do a pilot of 20 people, then they want to repeat that for the thousand people that they have. Right, right? right. So if you could see that bigger picture and then take it back to the various teams, it would serve them so much better. Because otherwise each silo is just bent upon achieving one thing yeah yeah Uh, which are all contributing
1: but not to the thing that you want them to contribute towards yeah and there's a great disadvantage to that right because every team feels like they've done so much but the end result is just not visible
0: like I've seen in this case the finance guy in in the company he has already burned some bridges with procurement and uh, others in the bigger organization without the vision that hey this was just batch one and we could do 100 batches. If I keep that in mind, let me tolerate these early inconveniences and and build a relationship. Uh, Because because
1: again, you've not seen that, or at least I think also sometimes nobody has shown you that. And I think as leaders and founders, some of the things that we talk about, which is do you have a vision? Do you have these things seem
0: so abstract? But this is what we are asking for it's just one statement to unify hey what's our end goal here yeah so if someone could say hey our end goal is we deliver a really good program that they want to replicate Mm -hmm. and for us that makes sense because the program is done and ready Mm. so the incremental effort is also lower yeah right so the project management team knows that and so they work well with the external team of facilitators and content creators and marketing folks and everybody is aligned on that
1: and I think in the leader's position in in cases where this has worked and everyone has had that unified vision somewhat rare but exists, the leader themselves is very cognizant of the fact that this particular vision is coming at the cost of four others, and they're willing to make that trade. So what do you have to say, Subha, to someone who, you know, is in a leadership capacity, and needs to bring that unification into the picture, right? Whether it's to build a product, whether it's to take a chance on X versus Y, whether it's to invest upfront a certain amount of capital
0: in exchange for something. How do you go about making these decisions? I think there's two parts to it. One, which we've been talking about, that that if you're the person in the room who can give the group the big picture, then please Please open your mouth and do something that's very important Like you don't have to be the, the CEO, the leader, the founder, but it's maybe something that you've brought to the table, and it's a yeah. project you're running and uh, the outcome matters to you call out that vision and ask, are you clear on why we're doing it this way? Are you clear on your role in this? Do you have any questions to ask? Do you know why as I'm asking procurement to build this at a 20% discount? Because there is hope of X, Y, Z. Whatever that may be, I think that if you have the opportunity to be that unifying force, then please embrace that role. (laughs) I was, let me just say, overhearing a conversation today. (laughs) And uh, it was really about, trying to give a sales team an incentive for, let's say, the last quarter of the year. And we had someone in, and so it's already been decided that you're going to give a certain incentive. And uh, then there was finance saying, oh, it'll take me two days to issue that PO and raise this work order, etc. There was uh, somebody in marketing saying, but if we run this scheme, this will happen, that will happen, etc, etc. Then there was somebody in HR saying, how do we make sure A is included and B is not and C is this. And finally, one voice had to say, listen, if we're going to give a sales incentive, one, once we've promised it, it has to go out Because otherwise, there's no point in promising something and then taking two weeks to iron out the details where everybody's lost any into momentum, joy that they had. Second, keep it simple. Don't complicate it so much that uh, everybody has to read the fine print to qualify. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was very interesting is that make sure that
1: people can win it. Running the program is not the end goal, right? It's inspiring people.
0: Correct. So it's making sure that uh, they feel happy to put in a few extra hours and reach slightly elevated targets and uh, benefit themselves and the business and feel good about it. Yeah. And that's the end goal. So the End goal is not to say I ran an incentive and only 20% of them were good enough and then I saved
1: 80% Everybody, of yeah.
0: the budget. See, but the, there's a very real
1: possibility to look at it that way. There's no, it depending is, on which department you're from.
0: Because you saved 80% of the budget and four people quit and now you're sitting and hiring. Yeah, but that's a different department's problem. I saved 80%. Yeah. So I think one is that uh, unifying voice. If it's your voice, then please use it. The second aspect. And so once you have that uh, vision, outcome, everything articulated, it's then how do you empower people to take that and right, how are you giving them the time and space? How are you letting them voice even a dissenting view yeah. that, uh, hey, this can't be done in three days. By now, the vision that you've stated is not that we have to have a POC in three days. We need to go back to the client with something that will reassure them. that yeah, yeah, take us to the next round of decision making. Absolutely. And that's a much simpler
1: problem to solve.
0: So somebody may say, hey, we already have done this for XYZ. I can put together a video. I can put together a demo. And then
1: everyone can just forget about the POC, right? Yeah. Right.
0: I think empowering them is another crucial piece. Like, And keep checking with, do you know what you guys need to do? Do you know what you guys need to contribute to this bigger picture? And the piece which we've been talking about is like that organization. What is driving the organization? Right. what kind of peoples are we
1: <laughs> quite an interesting because as an organism it's performing in a certain yeah. way it's not 10 people doing the same thing it's somehow that one amoeba which is behaving in very similar patterns and here in fact in this example also I can see that there is a lot of be perfect perhaps yeah. Yeah. and not a lot of get things done right and because of that there's a certain inherent value that's been attached to thinking, Uh, you might be articulating it as hey, guys, we need to move quickly.
0: But no one's moving quickly, because that's not the organism. Because anywhere, when you want perfection, you need time. Yeah, because you need to iterate multiple times and you need to feel that you've reached the end state that you want. And that Can't happen in three days. There are some organizations and you feel like they are... To be in a hurry, to be busy, I think is also something we value a lot. I could have promised you three days, I promised you two and a half it, it actually happened to me two days ago. Somebody came with a requirement and I need to work on it for them. And then I assume that they need it very quickly. Okay. Yeah. Because of the nature of what I was working on, I assume that they need that very quickly. And I spent all of it. actually, I uh, put aside some other things. I worked on it all of yesterday. And then when I had a conversation with the person in the evening, uh, he said, I'm I'm just uh, catching a flight to the US. Mm-hmm. I'll reach on Wednesday. Shall we catch up on Thursday? I'm li- but I prepared yesterday. I had no idea. But I think we both noticed there's a huge component saying, are we happy doing it?
1: Yeah, very big. Yeah. Uh,
0: And it has helped them say no to certain projects which would have Messed with that. Equilibrium, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think they're better off for it. They definitely are. So understanding your own DNA a bit, what kind of organization are we? Is that working for us? Is that serving us well? Mm-hmm. Have we created this culture of everything should be ready yesterday? And we don't need to. Consciously, you might be saying,
1: this is what I want. Yeah. But then this is who I am, right? Dichotomy does exist in quite a few.
0: It works the other way also. When when Over a sustained period, if you demand everything as of yesterday, then I don't know, I feel as a team member, I'll say, okay, tomorrow something else will come up, which was wanted as of yesterday. Because knowing what kind of culture you have created or are part of, what kind of work style that you like or enjoy, how is that working, goes a long way in trying to break some of these silos. Because if I'm leading a team where we're always trying to beat a deadline, but I need to now collaborate with another team where because of the nature of their work, they have to get it. There's a it's not perfection for the sake of perfection, but it matters. Yeah. So knowing that okay, this is when we work together, the silos can break when I can articulate my vision, why I need it. Quickly. Not as of yesterday, but at yeah. least two days from now. Yeah. What how can we have a conversation to say what can you do best in that time frame? Mm. And then agree on that. I think there are if we try and summarize now there are some clear stages in this one is somebody has a need right and they're coming back to the larger group and saying hey these various these five teams we now have to fulfill this need and this is why we're doing it this is the vision this is the outcome i'm hoping for so really being the voice that articulates it and then checking in on each team saying, for us to achieve this, what do you need? Yeah. Because you as a group may function differently mm. and your priorities, the way you work, the way you need to work may be slightly different. So what can, what do you need? Mm. And hence as a group, what can we agree on? Yeah. Right? Because once you've agreed, then I think most people would then tend towards sticking to whatever they've committed to. Fair enough, yeah. Right? yeah. So what can we agree on that? Okay, in three days time, we're going to stop calling it a POC, first of all. But this is what we're going to have ready for the client, because we want to give them comfort. Mm. And I think
1: one of the key points that I'm also picking up on is don't wait for somebody else to do it. Yeah. If the lack of communication is affecting your everyday work, or just how you feel about the work that you're doing, then speak up. Mm. Take charge at least in the locus that you can control.
0: And something that we were uh, we both like to hear about is that giving people time to also do other things yeah maybe it's a well-known google story but that concept of giving an employee 20 percent of their time to do other things i feel it gives you a lot of clarity on what you want to be doing in the 80 (laughs) percent
1: that you're here yeah
0: how you want to do it what you want to do what how important that is to you and the organization and just gives you more awareness about your way of working why something could be important to someone else Mm -hmm. like in that 20% I'm also interacting with another group I'm seeing what they're doing etc it gives me a lot of insight into how I need to name some of my commitments and expectations as well well.
1: so essentially if someone says I needed this yesterday ask why
0: yeah
1: and then with all the time that you've therefore freed up do something worthwhile.
0: Yeah. No, I think silos are a big organizational challenge. Yeah. They really take away a lot of energy because you're simply creating conflict zones. You're not creating productive outcomes. But any effort at chipping away at those silos, I think, gives huge benefit to the group as, yeah. as well.
1: The energy itself. Yeah, um,
0: it does become a lot more positive and productive, one of our first. So try that and let us know if you were able to break some of those little mountains or hills, whatever size they may be. See you guys next time. Bye. Please do remember to share, subscribe, follow, and do leave us a nice rating or review. It really helps us move up the charts and reach more and more small talkers. Bye.